All right. We have a great episode for you today. Uh, today, we will be talking about success and open mouth kissing your friends. Someday the sun will die. There's no chance you will survive. So make friends and eat some soup. Welcome to Soup with Friends. Welcome, everybody. Uh, welcome to Soup with Friends. Uh, my name is John, and I'm co-hosting this podcast with my twin brother. So in order to make this easier for our listeners um, to distinguish between the both of us, um, I'm the one with the lisp, and Jerry? And I'm the one with functioning genitals. I, I've seen, I know what those are. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them. Not his. My, well, his. You've seen mine. And others. Wait, not that many, though. <laughs> seen, not that many. You've seen, you've seen quite a bit. So um, I want to start really quick with talking about the genesis of Soup with Friends. So you're probably wondering, are these guys really just going to sit around and talk about soup? Not only are we not going to talk about soup, we're not even going to eat soup. Um, in fact, I don't like soup. Oh, he hates soup. He hates yeah. soup. I have often said, oh, you have an irrational anger about people <laughs> who order soup when they're out in public at restaurants. Yeah, I think it's a waste of time. You know, I've heard it. Yeah. It's like a chunky uh, drink, basically. I figure. Yeah, I know. I've heard it. We've all heard it. Yeah, and uh, Yeah, it was an interesting name for the show, but it was not the first name for the show. We actually did have a couple other ideas. One that was a very strong contender at the very beginning um, was open mouth kissing with friends. And for whatever reason, that was a hard sell, mostly to our wives. Yeah, our wives were not into it. And I'll tell you what, it got really strange because, um, you know, we have a podcast called Open Mouth Kissing with Friends. You want to invite some guests. So the guests we invited didn't want to come. And the people who showed up, we didn't invite them. Like Ron the Can Man. Ron the Can Man. We had to change course real quick because yeah, he was way too enthusiastic about coming here yeah. <laughs> to be on a podcast called Open Mouth Kissing with Friends. And I think the most shocking thing for me uh, was actually just how upset our wives were. Because to me, that signaled I had to stop open mouth kissing my friends. And it, it, it sort of signaled to me that my wife might actually want me to open mouth kiss her. <laughs> and <laughs> which I found off putting for a bunch of reasons, <laughs> chiefly because everybody above a certain age knows that open mouth kissing, um, making out, is an activity that's done by prepubescent teens. Um, to try to go further. It's never the destination. It's the journey, right? I'm trying to fuck. <laughs> I'm trying to fuck. So I'm not, I am, <laughs> when my wife asked Skip me, right over that yeah, part. a couple, a couple months ago, my wife asked me to make out with her <laughs> and I said, what is this? The fucking Boy Scouts? <laughs> Are you tired of the same old boring vape juice flavors? Have you been searching tirelessly for vape juice flavors that will satisfy both your elevated palate and penchant for exceptional dining experiences? I want to introduce you to Chef Anton Jackson's luxurious vape juice kitchen. Anton first fell in love with cooking while serving an eight-year prison sentence for repeat non-violent offenses. After his release, Anton took his passion for cooking to the next level, earning his associate's degree in culinary arts from the local community college. From there, he set his sights on transforming the way we think about and experience vape juice flavors. And he did just that by creating unique and complex vape juice flavor profiles like roasted asparagus with Parmesan truffle vinaigrette, steak tartare, and of course their most popular flavor, pan-seared maple glazed salmon. Guys, my mouth is watering just talking about it. To get 10% off your first order, head over to Chef Anton Jackson's Luxurious Vape Juice Kitchen and use coupon code SOUP. 
Again, that's coupon code SOUP to receive 10% off your first order. Um, so listen, we're going to get to the topic at hand, right? So today we're going to talk about the concept of success. Yeah, and I think it's an interesting topic to talk about because so many of us uh, these days struggle with being successful. So, you know, we 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 want to, you know, appear as fully grown adult human beings. There are certain things we're trying to achieve. Um, and we have this very narrow concept of success, right? So you might think to be successful, it's to have, you know, a beautiful home in the suburbs, the brand new car and all that kind of stuff. But what I find more interesting is that we've allowed that concept of success to take over our lives when in fact you can be successful at so many different things that don't involve you know the rat race and all that kind of the stuff the more traditional um sort of idea of success yeah right because the word success it doesn't it's agnostic to the goal right you can be successful to su- successful doing stupid stupid shit um so that's why today I wanted to talk to you about the phenomenon of autofellatio. And for those of you who are not familiar with autofellatio, it means to sexually satisfy oneself orally as a man, to take one's own cock into thine own mouth, um, commonly referred to in the community of enthusiasts as a uh, solo suck. <laughs> I can't believe how much you know about this. How much you know about this. It's the only thing that I was ready to talk about today. (laughs) Don't don't you have a baby at home? I have a son and an angry wife. My wife is so upset with me. (laughs) Because if you actually, I'm just going to say this right now. When you're doing research on solo sucking and you're watching a video to the people in the room, it kind of just looks like you're watching a guy suck his own dick. <laughs> that doesn't look research at all. Oh, yeah. it was research. If it wasn't research, then I'm then I'm a fucking pervert. Okay? It's got to be research. So anyway, I do think that we can use the concept of the solo suck as sort of an example for what it means to be successful. And here's why. Um, in order to suck one's own dick. No one is born with that ability, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that go into sucking your own your own your own dick as a man, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And what did you do you have these written down? I don't. I don't and could you write I, them down for me after you I'm actually I'm going to talk about it and then off air I will show you a couple things I picked up along the way, <laughs> right. okay? Yeah. So what I what I did want to get into was why it's such a good illustration of what it takes to be successful. And it's actually probably the ideal for a man um, as a goal, okay? Because, you know, money can be taken away from you. Um, Material accomplishments can be taken away from you. You will never lose the ability to suck your own dick, okay? So in order to suck your own dick, let's think about it, okay? It requires mental toughness because Mm -hmm. you're going to have to deal with a lot of bullshit from people knowing that you suck your own dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna, you're going to catch sure. a lot of yeah, flack. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to want to be ready for that mentally. So you're going to have to prepare. You're going to have to answer some questions. So there's some <laughs> questions you're going to have to answer, not necessarily to other people, but to yourself primarily. 
the first question that is very it's very um popular question in the solo suck community is okay if i suck my own dick am i gay and the answer is probably <laughs> but you were probably gay before you asked the question that's true because you are trying to suck your own dick so you have to deal with that question because let's be honest, the old saying is about sucking your own dick is, you know, if when you suck your own dick, um, I bet it feels a lot more like sucking a dick than getting your dick sucked. Right? <laughs> is that so, a real saying? It's yeah. It's like somebody has, has somebody said that. somewhere said it. I all right. Somebody said it. You could footnote that in your book. I and I haven't announced the book yet. <laughs> we'll get to that. But no, I mean, I've had a really, really interesting time doing the research for this. So I came across, you know, the mental toughness as an essential aspect of learning to suck your own dick. Um, the physical um, ability required to suck your own dick is nothing short of Herculean because, you know, if I went right now and I consider myself to be generally a flexible sort of person uh, physically, you do. Um, <laughs> Wait, if not, what? You do? Um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? You know? <laughs> You know, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, All right, I don't mean to sidetrack to sidetrack you here, but you, yeah. So let's ag agree with the premise that you are a pretty flexible person. Okay. And that's, I know it's, I know this is a weight joke and I'm, I'm not, I'm not laughing, but the, the physical, um, uh, skills involved in sucking your own dick it, are just, um, uh, really daunting to think about. A lot of people engage in various forms of yoga to get involved, which is a deeply, deeply spiritual practice, okay? Which brings me to um, spiritual perfection. I think that the fortitude provided by sucking your own dick um, can allow you a lot of opportunity to develop spiritually, okay? To turn inward and realize that you are one with the universe. I mean, you are literally the serpent eating itself, you are, as you suck your own dick, you are a same, you are infinity. <laughs> you are infinity. Yeah, that's, so you know, I never thought about it. I never thought about it at all, actually. But yeah. I, never, I never thought about it that way either. Right, yeah. right. So that's why, I mean, really, when I was doing this research on auto fellatio or sexual self-sufficiency, as I like to refer to it, um, <laughs> uh, I decided I'm actually going to be... Um, working on a manuscript, um, detailing what I've learned, um, and how I've become really pro sucking your own dick. I think Wait, pro isn't like, like, like f you are fundamentally for it or pro, like you're pro, like you can do this. I'm not professional okay. at doing it. No, 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 not yet. <laughs> but I'm very much for anybody who will ask, I will say that it drives every, every activity of my being now as the goal of my existence. I really think it's a, it's a program. A lot of people are looking for something new. I think with COVID, we saw a lot of traditional values fail us. <laughs> and and I, I believe strongly that for as a male, we don't have a problem with masculinity. Maybe the problem with masculinity is I'm not allowed to suck my own dick without somebody calling me gay. <laughs> And that's the problem. That doesn't. That's that's a problem. First of all, I don't like that word, dick. <laughs> no. But, like, but what even is the stigma, anyways? With with um, what do you call it? Sexual self sufficiency. Sexual self sufficiency. It's essentially just um, it's enhanced masturbation. It's 
greatly enhanced. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. It's 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 really it's very enhanced. Okay. It's very enhanced. Um, the the cool part about it is that I don't need to. Um, I don't need to lie to people anymore. <laughs> is to to get my, my dick sucked. <laughs> so walk me through a scenario. So so you're at the you're at the house, mm-hmm. um, practicing uh, or, or, or trying to become um, capable of self sucking. Right now, it's just bottomless yoga. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's how you explain it to like to anybody who asks. Okay. My neighbors. <laughs> my wife. Okay. So. We're talking about how essentially this is a uh, somehow symbolic of the concepts of success. So can we try to refocus? I feel like we got really into borderline graphically describing uh, self-sucking. Yes. Yes. Can we get back onto the path of to, to nirvana through autophilatio? Yeah, absolutely. So like I was saying. Though I am going to be writing a book about that, um, about I really do think that autoflatio is the way to get everything it is that you want out of life. So this the book is titled, tentatively titled, um, if my publisher will approve it, um, it's called Dining Alone, <laughs> One Man's Journey to Suck Himself Straight to the Top. <laughs> oh my God, that's fucking great. That's actually great. So you've started this? You have, a, you have outlines ready and everything? I... Started some some things. <laughs> See, I think my my idea, right? So listen, is um, I think instead you should send the idea to a ghostwriter and make a ghostwriter write your book about self sucking. Oh, okay, that's interesting because I don't want to do. I don't finish anything. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, okay. you'll get there, dude. <laughs> Baby steps, right? Yeah, one bite at a time. You know, yeah, what one, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> one nibble at a time. Um. So that is a John's very, very, very um, interesting perspective on uh, success. Now, I, I have a different one that has nothing to do with penises, like literally at all. Okay. Um, care to hear it? If I must. <laughs> <laughs> so I think right now we see a lot on uh, popular social media platforms. Uh, we see a lot, a lot of books, a lot of self-help programs being sold um, on ways for people to um, essentially um, mimic successful people via their habits right via their uh not so much learning their skill sets but their habits right and because that would be the skill sets would be of course the obvious <laughs> which would choice. be uh, well, but yeah. instead we're being asked and sold a bunch of guides about how to sort of um um you know take on the habits of highly successful people. And therefore the thinking is by taking on their habits, we ourselves will become successful just like them. So I had a thought about this, right? Cause that is the thing um, is folks believe that if they can somehow um, recreate the habits of successful people, they will then get to own success in some, some way. Um, let me, l- let me posit this. Okay. We know there is a look a certain type of uh, physical appearance, a presence for child molesters. Mm. Okay. We know what they look like when you see him. Like he looks like a child molester. Yes. Right. It's weird, but like we, we sort of can intuit that based off of uh, physical presentation mannerisms. Okay? Yeah. Right. So do you mean to tell me if I took said child molester to uh, banana Republic and bought him some nicer clothes, maybe trendier glasses, got him a nice little haircut that he could somehow integrate into society 
uh, without those deviance uh, tendencies. What I think would be the dead giveaway, no matter what he's wearing, is that his penis is hanging out of his zipper at the playground. <laughs> and I think <laughs> there isn't a pair of pants in the world that's going to hide that. I think, I think you're probably Banana Republic or not. And honestly, we don't, and we can get ourselves into a lot of trouble here. We are not saying that Banana Republic is the pants of pedophiles. <laughs> I want to repeat that. We'll be very clear because we're actually looking for sponsors. Um, and, uh, you know, Banana Republic, we're open to it. We're open to it. I mean, again, not Banana Republic, not the pants for pedophiles. Agreed. Agreed. So it's a, uh, it, the official non-endorsement coming from Soup with Friends is mm. that Banana Republic is more so for your more straight-laced uh uh, just regular old adult fuckers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, like, just people who fuck adults. Yeah, people who fuck age appropriate. Cons- consenting, consenting adults. Is, we, thank, thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. A positively consenting adult. <laughs> right, right. Like awake consent, like not consent uh, via uh, lack of uh, confirmation. Yeah, right, 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 right. Okay. Right. So I found that to be very interesting, right? So it's not what you what, what you wrap it up in. Uh, and that's what we're talking about when it comes to these uh, like super successful habits. Like, um, there's that. I think it's Dale Carnegie, right? Yeah, sure. Wrote a book, I believe, a very influential book called um, "Was It Like Seven Habits of Highly Successful People?" Or it's something? a blur, something like that. Yeah, yeah I've never, I have not read it. Yeah, uh, clearly. So, I think it's really interesting. What he did not write was um, a book about parenting, right? <laughs> right? Did not write a book about parenting. Did not write a book about hey, here's how to be. A really excellent husband. Here's how to care for and nurture your wife spiritually, physically, and mentally. Right. Because I think, again, in, in, in our society, we focus too much on a very narrow um, a very narrow conception of success and to the detriment of other versions of success, being a successful father, a successful um, brother, successful solo sucker, um, just being <laughs> successful, you know, being a successful businessman, you know, it can lead to, you know, a lot of problems that I think are plaguing people these days, you know, like anxiety and depression. And that makes you just a miserable person to be around. I mean, you could provide your kid with all these beautiful material possessions, and you're sacrificing so much to do that. And I just want to say that as a man, um, being a father is the best way to get other people to go to therapy for your depression. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true, dude. And we need to be really careful with that. Yeah. Um, So before we sacrifice so much, um, you know, to, to provide our families with these material items and, you know, these highly successful skills and these stupid fucking books, um, I want to read the book and I should have honestly, for real about how to be a successful dad, because (laughs) I'm not, I'm not good at it. So I actually have a, I have a counterpoint for this. I have a theory about um, being a father. Number one, fathers are fucking pointless. Mm. So here's the deal. Here's here, here's literally how somebody becomes a father, right? In right. the easiest way to describe this, um, uh, a, a man, mm. right, um, had a boner, right, right, found a place to put it, mm. and that that place was the mom, mm-hmm. either because he was in love. Um, or she was just down, right? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So the opportunity presented itself, right? And then just uh, didn't pull out, right? Then that dude stuck around, but he didn't even have to, right? Yeah, right, right. So he could have just left mm-hmm. and had no association with the child. The fact that a, that a father sticks around, mm-hmm. I mean, that should be how we judge fathers. Like, did he stay? 
Yeah, right, right. And right. let me explain the why I believe that that um, uh, is an important thing to call out. Um, because of the unfair treatment and standards between men and women in their parenting roles, right? Ooh. So I've noticed this before, too. So I have a, a bunch. I have oodles and noodles of kids. Got a bunch of them. Lots. Um, uh, quite a few. More, 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 than, more than we should have. Um, my wife often will take the, the, the gaggle of kids out to the grocery store, out to the park, um, out to, um, you know, out for lunch, whatever, uh, by herself, right? And it's fine, you know? So, um, and that, and that is that, yeah, right? Right. Now, on the rare occasion that I do I the same thing, like if I take, uh, you know, I don't even know if I've actually ever taken all three kids out by myself. Right. Um, so mostly I'll take the two, the two, the two older kids out. Yeah. Took them out for breakfast. These people wanted to give me an award for being such a good dad, for feeding my children, which I legally have to do. Yeah, but you did it in public. That's right. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's the weird, the double standards. But I will say maybe the double standards are justified. And I'll tell you why. A little example from my life. The other day I was you know, sitting at home with my wife and um, we're getting ready to go to bed. It's late. And our little guy, he's in bed. And he started crying and screaming and yelling. And I straight faced said to my wife if i had a kid that cried like that i would smack the shit out of him <laughs> and uh she said well that's that is your you do and he is yeah yeah um so yeah i mean but so the double standard is sometimes i think justified um but there are not every parent is 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 like me there are dads out there that are good dads um like our our dad mm-hmm. was was you know he's a great dad um he's still a great dad um, he's a weird granddad. <laughs> he's a weird. He's a little strange. A little strange. A little weird. A little strange. A little strange. Got to keep our eyes on that yeah, dude. Right. Um, I also think it's really interesting that you and I, um, having pretty much never talked about uh, fatherhood together, because um, for anybody listening who's not aware, uh, men don't typically talk about fatherhood, <laughs> the no. challenges of fatherhood, or the challenges of anything. And I think that's why something close to like you know. How many is it per day? Like men kill themselves? It's like it's like way too much. Yeah, too many. Um, and you know, we obviously have some very significant, very serious mental health issues in this country, just in general. But I think men specifically, just like they can't talk about stuff. Um, fatherhood is is very challenging, right? Um, to to what degree you decide to get involved um, and like say improve your skills, whatever. But what what I'm trying to say is this: um, we, you and I, mm-hmm. who talk like pretty much every day, yeah. We don't really talk about uh, fatherhood, nope. but I know that we actually have very similar principles yeah. when it comes to fathering our children. And here's one thing that I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I will, on occasion, tell my youngest, I will say to him, while we're just kind of hanging out, kind of like hugging it out, broing out, mm-hmm. I'll go, kiss me like the French boys kiss their daddies. <laughs> and I have to know for a fact that you actually do something very similar to your son. I do. I do. I ask my son um, <laughs> uh, to kiss me on the to open mouth kiss. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because we didn't plan that, which is like a thing that we do. Yeah. He, then when, when he does it, I say no. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yeah, when he tries to do it, yeah. I actually get mad at him. <laughs> yeah. I do because um, it's confusing for probably for him. But there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of lines that we can't cross. So I do. Yes, I do try to get my son to open mouth kiss me, um, but I'm not going to put up with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if he should deliver, he will be told about it. Yeah, he's going to be told. Now I don't care what when he grows up. I don't care what he turns into. I don't care what he becomes. You know, gay, straight, solo, suck, whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, as we all know, um, I, I, I generally exhibit a pattern of behaviors that's widely considered to be heterosexual. Okay. So that's what I'll, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all. That's all I can say. <laughs> so, but I don't care. You know, I don't have a problem if my son grows up and becomes gay, straight, um, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter to me, but I just, I'm not going to have my infant child open mouth, kiss me back. <laughs> You know, you you have you have scruples, man. You, you have you have lines that that, that will not be crossed, and that, that is surprising. To I'm me. a man of principle, <laughs> absolutely. So I have a question for you, though. Yeah. Um, have you talked to anybody else about this solo suck thing, or will this be a big surprise to a lot of people who listen? Oh, this? I think a lot of people are going to be very surprised by the way I talk about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to be super surprised. It's a bit of a bombshell. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, it's a bit of a bombshell. And I think that a lot of people might might expect me to get up to some zany things. You know, I, I was at one point in my life um, very sexually active. <laughs> um, I'm not so much anymore. They say that when uh, when you get married, you become bisexual because you say, bye, sex. <laughs> bye. Um, and uh, so anyway, I, I'm bisexual. Wait. <laughs> I'm, is that right no 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 wait what's, I suck my own dick I suck my own I don't suck my it's something I aspire to <laughs> and we all should as I was saying yeah, yeah. now um, I don't know where you're going with this uh, so I actually just I'm just so distracted by you looking at your phone every two minutes. Well, because I because I eventually wanted to talk about something besides self sucking when it comes to I'm, different ideas. Of I'm success. I'm literally incapable of it. Right now. <laughs> you can't even think straight. I just I got cock of the brain. But uh, yeah, go ahead. What, what else were you going to say? So what does success even look like? <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> if you said one more thing about self sucking, I'm out of here, dude. Okay, here. just let's assume that that's not the key to, to happiness, okay? What does, let's assume, that's a big if. <laughs> let's assume that that's not the the key to happiness. What would success look like? Um, and I think in our society, success looks like, we think it looks like different things to lots of different people, but that's not true. It looks like generally the same thing with variations, okay. right? Um, I think we're all after kind of the same material comforts and all that kind of stuff. And of course, it's cool not to be, you know, we don't want to be cold. We don't want to be home houseless, excuse me. We don't want to be hungry. Those are all things to strive for. But I feel like we can get there. Um, without going absolutely fucking bonkers and trying to uh, sort of uh, envelop all of our friends in whatever fucking multi-level marketing scheme we're all involved in at any given time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. But by the way, um, have you heard of this new supplement? It's based. It's magnesium. We'll talk after. <laughs> we'll talk after. <laughs> are you did, are you selling me some magnesium? I'm selling you. An opportunity. Oh, I see. Okay. To sell magazines. To be my own. To, to be my own. Uh, to be my own boss. You can to run my own, own company where somebody else is already the CEO. Of. And what if I told you if you get three more people to sell magnesium? Um, I don't know how. I've never been involved. <laughs> I don't actually fundamentally know how those things work. We yes. just know that they're really silly. Yes, um, they're very silly. It's incredibly the word. silly. Yeah. But I guess back to my point. Um, we're going to divert again from from uh, the self sucking, and um, we're going to talk about what it actually looks like to be successful. And I think in America, when you boil it down, right, 
what we're actually talking about is not the accumulation of wealth, right? The accumulation of wealth is actually just a um, the step before the last thing, which I think is that people people just want time. Yeah, people just want time. People want to exchange their money for time, which is funny because that's like sort of how the whole thing starts. Is we're already starting to exchange our time for money right now. Somehow, the amount of money that our time is worth somehow is indicative of our value, not as a provider, not as like in the importance um, in your company or organization, but in society. Sure, right. Sure. And we also have this really strange view. On like, if you like your job, then you should get paid less for it. Yeah. Right? Right? Like, if you're a teacher yeah. and folks are like, um, you know, teachers make enough. They love working. It's a, it, it, it's a calling, mm-hmm. right? It's not a job. It's a calling. Um, so somehow they should make less. So, so, so they should still be good, but make less money. But yeah. here's the interesting thing about this, right? So we talk about time how we spend our time um, being like the most important thing. And when you have kids, it becomes the ultimately the most important thing, right? Right. Is how you spend your time. Because essentially you're selling your time during the work week. um, So you can have money to spend time with your children uh, and be free of any sort of those um, um, obligations and maybe like a second job or a side hustle. Oh God. (laughs) A side hustle, which is just another way of saying a part-time job. Yeah. Right. It's like, do you know all that time after your 40 hour job? Mm Mm-hmm. You should fill it with another job. Another job, but you get to pick which one of the seven jobs that you found through an app that you're going to do in your spare time. <laughs> exactly. So that's why we call it a side hustle. That's exactly and right. And we're going to figure out how to pay you less than minimum wage because we're going to make you a contractor. At least Dollar General is paying fucking minimum wage. Yes. Well, here's the best part uh, is if it wasn't for minimum wage, there are genuinely companies who would actually try to pay you less. Oh. If it wasn't because it was a law, mm-hmm. they would actually try to pay you less than minimum wage. Oh, they hate you. Yeah. They hate you. I'm not. This is not a joke. You're in. You're an unwelcomed but necessary expense for a lot of companies, and that's a fact. Um, this whole idea about passion. Oh, they love their work. They really have a passion for their work. Um, that's bullshit. It's something that we tell people in order to get them to accept less. And deal with harsher work conditions. Don't you love it here? Isn't this your passion? Aren't you following your heart? Aren't you getting something more for this than money? And because that's all you're going to get is that more for this. So you better love it because we're not going to fucking pay you. Yeah, I've seen managers. I've actually worked with managers who had a general disdain for what they refer to as clock punchers. meaning, Meaning they only worked when they were supposed to. Right, oh, what and, concept? And, yeah, exactly. They they only showed up and left on time. Yeah, right. And not, not they didn't spend a second more, you know, at work because for some reason um, they pay us, but we're supposed to also be like somehow emotionally invested in it. But right. at the end of the day, if the checks stop clearing, I stop showing up. Yeah, right. right. I, like I, I love my job now, but if they don't pay me to do it, I'm not doing it. Yeah, right. 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 Like I don't do it in my in my free time. Yeah, um, and I certainly don't think about it for the most part outside of. Uh, Outside of work, but so here, so here's where I'm going with this, right? Okay, is the squandering of this time mm-hmm. and this wealth, right? Yeah. So picture this, right? Uh, someplace somewhere, uh, probably in the United States, um, there's a dude sitting in his man cave, right? Probably wearing uh, like Sperry's, 
Oh, spare. Probably not inside. Um, well, depends. Or like really expensive workout clothing, like Vuari or whatever the hell it is. Ooh, What's the one that they keep? Athleisure. That's athleisure. What I'm a big yeah, athleisure yeah. fan, as you can no doubt tell. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I can absolutely tell. Because mm. I don't know how you're going to self suck in a pair of dungarees. You're you're not. You're not. <laughs> um, so the, sitting around in, in their very expensive athleisure, sitting mm-hmm. on a couch. That costs more than like, you know, from probably like restoration hardware or something, right? Yeah. It has like an 85-inch TV. The greatest like built-in um, sound system you can have in a home, right? Yeah, We're talking right. about a truly like theater experience. Like yeah. the pinnacle of home entertainment experiences. Mm-hmm. He sits down on his couch. He tells us he gets permission from his wife to do Actually, he probably doesn't ask for permission because he probably is the one that works. So he probably just tells her, hey... I'm checking out for a bit. I'm going to go sit in my man cave. Oh, he's definitely an alpha. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Sits down, turns the TV on. You know what he's watching? What? Golf. What a fucking waste. Fucking golf. And you know what he's listening to hmm. in those in that like killer sound system? What's that? Some guy quietly talking about golf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in an alternative timeline, he'd be listening to It's Been a While by Stain's Aaron Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> But it's all honestly, folks, everything is a waste of time. You're here for such a short period of time. Some of you are here for way too long. I'll be completely honest with you. Um, a lot of people are just well past their prime these days, um, especially in my sphere. But uh, you're here for such a short period of time. Don't get lost in the bullshit. Um, you know, try to get some enjoyment out of it. And I'm going to I'm going to kind of preface this with a warning. Um, don't get too bogged down in physical pleasure right and again i know how hypocritical this sounds <laughs> from coming from me okay <laughs> but don't get bogged down in physical pleasure um because that's fleeting so we should be setting our eyes and our goals on higher purposes okay so whether that means religion art philosophy creation um you know whatnot we should all be trying to focus on transcending um, you know, what we're here for um, and sort of really enjoying the opportunity that we get to be here. If that means, you know, you want to suck your dick, do it. You want to suck somebody else's dick, do it. Yeah, but, but, like, who cares? I have no rules yeah. about who sucks whose dick. <laughs> I don't. I have no rules about it. And I think that makes me a better human being. That's true. And I really do think that that's, that's the key to life. Do not worry about what the people will say. There's always going to be people out there that have a problem with who's sucking who. <laughs> you, just, you can't escape them. You can't, you can't get them. away from these people. Yeah. You can't get away from these fucking people. Okay? Yeah, exactly. You can't get away from them. So don't worry about what they have to say. Yeah, don't even think about it. Like, don't even think about it. Especially... And I want to emphasize this. This is coming from somebody who has been on an absolute conquest to be an internationally recognized expert on what, what is it again? Sexual self, sexual self sufficiency. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, so John's going to be working on a book about that. But um, we could probably start wrapping this up. There's a few things that I want to talk about though before we do that. Okay. 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 Number one. Um, so we are looking to put together a bocce ball tournament. Yeah, um, you heard that right, everybody. Bocce ball. Yeah, so if you're not familiar, it's uh, bocce. It's bocce ball. It's one Google search away. <laughs> yeah, just just look it up. It's a sport, 
we it's like it's like a sport or something. Game, yeah, sport, exactly. Activity. Yes. Um that pretty much anybody can play I shit, not everybody. Some people It's probably the most inclusive game slash sport right. that I could think of. Like a beginner wouldn't necessarily be that much worse than like an expert per se. It'd just be really hard to tell who dedicated their life to it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It'd be very difficult. Yeah, very difficult to tell. Yeah. So we figured that would be a great way uh, to get out, socialize, meet the uh soup with friends, uh fandom. Um, get everybody together for a really cool event. Um, so what I'm going to encourage you to do while we start gauging um, the interest around this opportunity um, is to go to soupwithfriends.com. Look for the the link in the menu that says bocce. Click on that. If you're interested in taking part in or playing some bocce or even help organizing the, uh, the event, you're going to go in there and you're going to register. Okay. All we're asking for is just a way to get a hold of you and a way to figure out like your t-shirt size, that kind of stuff. So we can plan a really, really cool event. So go on there and register. We're aiming for, I think, probably next summer. Yeah, we're looking to just get as many people um, to sign up as possible so we know how many people are interested. So that way we can figure out how, where we can do this. You know, it's a very grassroots thing. So um, we're very excited about that. So please, if you're interested in playing bocce ball, meeting the rest of the Soup with Friends family, come on, sign up. Come on out. It's going to be a really great time. While you're there, I also invite you to take a look at our our store um, because we are selling merchandise. So if you're interested, you like the podcast, you want to support us, all of the proceeds uh, for merchandise purchased on the website go to, you know what, none of your fucking business <laughs> what I do with my money. I think it's time we actually come clean. So, so the, the actual impetus for this, um, this whole podcast um, and the reason we're selling merch is um, John and I went out. Um, during pandemic, and we made up a company called Soup with Friends, and we took out a PPP loan. Oh, um, yeah. A cent- and then we didn't do anything about it. So we never started the business, and we never were productive uh, in regards to actually running that business. So we have to pay back $385,000, and we only have until the end of the year to do that. We so- are in so much trouble. <laughs> and I want to uh, genuinely apologize to you for that. We want to say we're sorry we're doing the best we can. And if you can help us out, please just buy a t-shirt or two or 385,000. <laughs> yeah. If you could just that, or um, if you're somebody who's interested in sponsoring the podcast, you're going to want to reach out to us at uh, soup with friends podcast at gmail.com or head to soup with friends.com. Um, click on the contact and you can submit a, uh, a contact form there to reach out to us. Um, and finally, um, if you or somebody you know would like to come on the show and sit down and talk with us uh, about a subject um, of your of your choosing, um, not sexual self-sufficiency. because we, we covered that. <laughs> yeah, we've got that pretty much uh, dialed in. Uh, we would love uh, to entertain the idea. We have to vet it first and everything, talk to our managers and, and whatnot. So make sure you reach out. Okay. We look forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we, we'll, we'll talk to you next time.